Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program. I'm your host, Steve Z. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. This is Steve Z of the Truth Hurts Program. We're going to do a little bit of uh, strange and odd news for you, because I know that's what you like. A Massachusetts woman had a lost cat once upon a time, and that cat turned up six years later. The woman whose cat escaped from her third-floor condo through a loose window screen was finally reunited with her mother, the owner. Margaret Kudzma said the cat named Minnie Max slipped out of her downtown Peabody condo through a loose window screen way back in 2015. She used posters, online posts, and even newspaper ads to try and locate the wayward feline. She was so desperate, in fact, that she founded her own nonprofit rescue group called The Rescue Business back in 2016 when the search for Minnie Max led her to discover a large colony of feral cats living in her neighborhood. The woman says she was shocked last week when she received a phone call from a Dr. Samantha Simonelli, a Wakefield veterinarian who found her information on a microchip of a cat that had been brought to her with ear mites. All I heard was gray and white, and I put the phone down, Miss Kudzma told the local newspaper. She learned that Minimax had been spotted in a nearby town where the family fed the feline for several months before moving him into their house. They brought him to the vet when they noticed the ear mites, and that's when the doctor found the microchip. Kudzma said, it's a true miracle. Thank you, everyone, for who participated in the search. She's having the cat thoroughly examined to ensure he does not have any other health issues or lingering injuries from his jump six years ago out of her third floor window. She plans to prepare the condo so that Minimax will have his own space away from all the myriad kittens that she now fosters. So what is a person with more than 200 Guinness Book of World Records records to his name to do? Why, try and get yet another one. David Rush is a serial record-breaker who uses his Guinness attempts to promote STEM education, according to the Guinness organization's rules. So what is his latest feat? David Rush wanted to have the chair balancing on a chin record. So he had to balance a chair on his chin for over one hour to beat the previous record. Yes, folks, people really don't have anything better to do with their time. The organization's rules dictated he had to use a full-size chair intended for adults. He had intended to try and increase the time far beyond the previous record of 1 hour, 2 minutes, and 18 seconds. But pain in his neck and fatigue caused his legs to settle for a less ambitious goal of 1 hour, 8 minutes, and 39 seconds. Now you know what people are doing with all that stimulus money. They're breaking Guinness World Records. How silly we have become. And speaking of the Guinness Book of World Records, bubble-blowing experts have converged in Ohio to a college to attempt to break the Guinness Book of World Records for the largest blown bubble. An Ohio college hosted a pair of bubble-blowing masters as they attempted to break the Guinness World Record for the largest soap bubble. Gary Perlman, a.k.a. Dr. You Are Awesome, and Gordy Tobit, 
a.k.a. Globy the Bubbler, teamed up Sunday at Notre Dame College in South Euclid, Ohio, to create hundreds of bubbles at once using a 75-foot-wide net. The men say evidence from their attempt Sunday will be submitted to Guinness for official recognition. I take both science and entertainment approach to my art. I enjoy designing events that bond and uplift natural, national, and global audiences, said Perlman, who currently holds only 11 Guinness World Records for different soap-blowing bubble events. Okay, folks, it's getting weird. A Canadian cleaning crew in British Columbia found a nine-year-old message in a bottle. Sting and the police would be so proud we should be playing the song in the background, but copyright. A British Columbia, Canada crew cleaning up plastic waste on the coast found a message in a bottle tossed into the ocean by a Washington State teenager nine years previous. Jeff Ignace, member of the provincial government-funded team cleaning plastic waste from the shoreline, was working on the West Coast when he found a plastic water bottle with a sheet of paper inside. The paper had been coated in plastic wrap, but had gotten wet from leaks, and it took workers some effort to unfurl the paper in order to read the message written by a 17-year-old girl named Brittany, including a phone number. The news crew on the scene covered the cleanup project, called the number on the message, and connected with the now 26-year-old Brittany Amundsen. She said, I can't believe someone got it, and I have the same phone number. Hey, let's write a message in a bottle and see if anyone gets it one day, she said. She said she tossed the bottle into the Pacific Ocean on March 17, 2012, near her father's beach house in Grayland, Washington. She says it makes her really want to go now and write another message in a bottle. Adding, of course, to all the plastic bottle waste in our oceans. Way to go, Brittany. Way to go by polluting our waters. And across the other ocean, a library in England said a book was recently returned in the mail. It was only late by 63 years. And inside was a note saying, Better late than never. Apologies for late return. Newcastle Library shared a photo on Facebook showing a copy of Daryl Huff's How to Lie with Statistics that arrived in the mail after being checked out from the Central Library 63 years prior. Library officials say the book was accompanied by an anonymous note reading, Better late than never. Apologies for the late return. The library manager said the person who returned the overdue book did not identify themselves. They may have been worried about us sending them a bill. Officials say that book would have accumulated $4,722.52 in fines at the current rate if fees were not capped at 20 bucks. The manager said the person would have to dodge other collection efforts in the decades after it was checked out. In those days, even up to the 1970s, there was a library officer who would visit people's homes to get books back. Clearly, we don't do that anymore. Hepworth said the library is hoping the person who returned the book will come forward and identify themselves. They don't want to collect any fines, but they'd like to reward the person with some free books from in-house publishing company Tyne Bridge. There you go. You can actually get a bonus for admitting to your crimes, you evil library book non-returner you. This is the Truth Hurts Program.
And right now, the world's longest cornhole game is underway in Nebraska. Organizers of a world record attempt for the longest game of cornhole in Nebraska announced they met their goal Friday, but they're still going strong. One of the players attempting the world record in the gymnasium at Lourdes Central Catholic School in Nebraska City said the team discovered the Guinness World Records time to beat was 26 hours, 13 minutes. The group's support team announced on Facebook afternoon on Friday they had not only achieved the record-breaking time, but were planning to keep on going for as long as they can. The team is already discussing an attempt to break another world record next year by holding the world's largest cornhole tournament. The number to beat is 167 teams. Cram that up your cornhole. Alrighty. Back north to Canada, police in British Columbia responded to a report last week of an alligator loose inside a high-rise condo building. When they arrived, all they found was a very realistic sculpture. Constable Jason Duchette, yes, that's right, that's Douche TTE of the Vancouver Police Department, tweeted that officers were dispatched at 7 a.m. Thursday to a condo building in which a woman reported... She was hiding in a stairwell from a loose alligator inside the building. Duchette said the officers were relieved to discover the alligator was a gold-colored, realistic, fake sculpture. He said the sculpture, while the wrong color for an alligator, was sufficiently detailed to cause this woman to panic. Running up a secluded stairwell, rounding the corner, and suddenly coming face to face with this cleanup on aisle one for me, he wrote, how silly. Everybody knows alligators are not gold and shiny. They're green and slimy. When they emerge from the slimy waters down in the south. For, well, that's what should have been shouted. Police in Maine on July 22nd said no one was injured on the ground or in the air when an airplane lost its landing gear and the strut with the tire and wheel attached, landed on a golf course fairway. The Gorham Police Department revealed Wednesday evening that the landing gear fell from a privately owned twin-engine Piper Navajo plane that had been intending to land at Portland International Jetport. Perhaps the Piper Navajo was feeling some guilt over using the name of the Navajo Indian tribe and decided to commit suicide by starting to dismantle itself and deposit itself on the stolen land of the Navajo below that was now a golf course. The strut with the tire and the wheel landed on the fairway of the seventh hole. Police said the plane aborted the landing attempt in Portland, returned to MacArthur Airport in Islip, New York, and was safely able to execute a belly landing after the incident. No one again was injured on the ground or in the plane, and no one was reported to have heard the traditional four before the approach. Do you like aged whiskey? A group of treasure hunters searching the Canadian lakes were successful in an attempt to find an unusual sunken treasure, a bottle of whiskey that had been reportedly in the lake since 1964. Dita Mula of Barrie, Ontario, said he had been fascinated by the tale of Otter Lake's sunken whiskey ever since several bottles were lost when a neighbor crashed his boat into a dock way back in 1964. 
Nula said he found a stash of underwater bottles while swimming once in the 1960s, but he was unable to reach them. He returned to the lake July 15th of 2021 and brought a couple of friends and a diving expert to assist. He said the group was getting ready to pack it up for the day when one of the divers found three bottles underwater. One was still sealed and intact. Mueller said, I was vindicated, we were successful. Mueller and his crew spotted more bottles buried under debris at the bottom of the water. They're planning to return to the lake to see if they can find more bottles that still remain sealed. Mueller said the whiskey was produced by the Gooderham and Wurtz Company, which discontinued making whiskey in the 1990s. Whiskey is usually aged 12 years before it is sold. So this stuff could be 69 years old, Mueller said. Here's to you, Herr Mueller. This is the Truth Hurts program. Meanwhile, down in the volunteer state, a Tennessee man captured video of an unusual situation that resulted when a bear became trapped inside his car. Joe Deal posted a video showing how he had to open a door to his car while visiting Gatlinburg with friends that allowed a trapped bear to get out of the vehicle. The group shouted at the bear to leave the area. Go away, bear! Go away! Oh, you naughty bear! Or something like that. Mr. Deal said the car still seemed to be in functioning condition after the bear exited, but damage that the bear did to the vehicle caused it to break down on his drive home to Johnson City, Tennessee. He said he had to leave the car at the side of the road, where someone then broke in and stole the battery, the exhaust manifold, and the catalytic converter. That's a story I just can't bear to listen to. A free lottery ticket from a COVID-19 vaccination program earned a man a million bucks. A Texas man who received a free scratch-off lottery ticket when he got his COVID-19 vaccine while he was in Arkansas ended up resulting in a $1 million jackpot. Gary Smith of Arlington, Texas, told the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery officials he was visiting family in the state last week when they decided to go ahead and get their second doses of the vaccine at a local health department office. Smith said he was told his vaccination proof could be used to obtain 20 free scratch-off lottery tickets or a $20 gift certificate for the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission as part of the state's incentive program, so he chose the lottery tickets. He says he could not believe it when he scratched off the $1 million spectacular ticket to reveal he had indeed won the $1 million prize. I know they're lying, Smith recalled thinking when he revealed the prize. I couldn't believe it. Even his family members were surprised. He said, My grandmother was the first person I told about my win. We both were in total shock. She immediately went leave and get herself another ticket. He said he plans to use some of his winnings to pay bills and help family members. He says, I recently got engaged in April and blessed to have the wedding and honeymoon of my dreams with my future wife, Smith said. I wonder if his sister is ecstatic. (laughs) This is the Truth Hurts program. Now this next story will be full of bull, I promise you. A loose male cow, better known as a bull, temporarily shut down a New York highway. 
This next sentence leaves me scratching my head because it says, Authorities and animal rescue groups in New York are attempting to capture an escaped bull that shut down a stretch of highway early today. The Suffolk County Police Department said officers were dispatched around 8.20 a.m. on a report of a loose bull in Mastic, Long Island. Police sent out an alert asking residents to remain indoors and don't put up with any bull, right? Report any bull sightings to 911. The bull allegedly escaped from a farm by breaking through a fence. A stretch of the Sunrise Highway was shut down near Exit 58 shortly after the first reported bull sightings. And then the animal wandered onto the highway. The bull left the area. The highways reopened 20 minutes later. Rescue group Long Island Orchestrating for Nature said in a post on Facebook, personnel are currently working with police to capture these bull safely and hopefully find the animal a new home at a sanctuary. Why? Why not give the bull back to its rightful owner? We're on site looking for the bull and with Jaegers Run Animal Rescue Incorporated who has a tranquilizer gun ready to secure him, the Facebook post said. Why not return the bull to its rightful owner? Why are you taking this bull to a sanctuary? And why am I wasting time on a story that includes so much bull? We'll be right back. From crap about bulls to true cow crap, a dump truck crash spilled cow poop onto a Florida highway, according to Ben Cooper, who writes for United Press International. The Florida Highway Patrol said a section of interstate was closed when the crash involving a dump truck loaded with cow crap caused poop to spill onto the roadway. The FHP said the dump truck was involved in a crash with a semi-truck at mile marker 198 on my favorite highway for rollover crashes, Interstate 95, near Rockledge in Brevard County, early Tuesday morning. No one was injured in the crash, but the dump truck's load of cow crap spilled onto the road, making a messy situation for cleanup crews. Traffic was being diverted until all lanes could be reopened, and that is a load of cow crap. You knew it. I knew it. Somehow I think we all knew it in the back of our heads. There is now something that is, in my mind, quite disgusting coming out. Brooklyn-based Van Leeuwen Light Ice Cream Company churned out the cheesiness of a Kraft macaroni and cheese dinner into their ice cream to create the new Kraft macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream, according to a Kraft Heinz company statement. We know that there is nothing more refreshing on a hot summer day than ice cream. Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Senior Associate Brand Manager Emily Vuelet said in a statement. That is why we wanted to combine two of the most iconic comfort foods to create an ice cream with the unforgettable flavor of Kraft Macaroni and Cheese that we all grew up with. As big fans of Van Leeuwen, we knew they'd be the perfect partner to create this ice cream with us. Not only does it taste delicious, but it's made with high-quality ingredients and contains no artificial flavors, preservatives, or dyes. Just like our Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. I need to go find a box of Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. I'm sure that yellow can't be natural, right? The Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Company 
merged with Heinz six years ago to form North America's third largest food and beverage company. And they announced the rollout of this limited edition, nasty sounding ice cream earlier this week to coincide with National Macaroni and Cheese Day. The limited edition ice cream had an overwhelming response in accordance with an Instagram post and is listed as sold out on the Van Leeuwen ice cream website. I'll give you an overwhelming response. (coughs) This is the Truth Hurts program. And not to be outdone by our last story, the Spice Company, the seasonings company, McCormick, will pay a single taco lover $100,000 over the next four months to innovate new seasoning mixes and dig deep into all things taco. McCormick questions in an overview of the job description, Do you eat tacos like it's your true calling? Now it really can be. McCormick is on the lookout for its first ever director of taco relations, and we're calling all taco fans to submit. The director of taco relations will keep tabs on social media, taste test and consult on recipes, and get to travel across the country to search for the latest trends over a four-month period, according to the McCormick Post. Payment will be $25,000 per month and will require availability up to 20 hours a week for work remotely September, October, November, and December. Interested applicants can submit a creative video no longer than two minutes showcasing their personality and passion for tacos and why they feel they are best fit for the job. The deadline is midnight tonight, Eastern Daylight Time. If you're ready to get your taco on, you're running out of time. Get those videos in to the McCormick Company if you want to be the taco ambassador. Have you ever thought about winning a big lottery jackpot? Have you ever thought about it? I'm sure you have. I've thought about it as well. And then the thought comes in, what if I have to split this with somebody? 94% of Americans polled said that they would be angry if they had to split their lottery winnings with another person. And a North Carolina woman had to do just that. Susan Gray of Statesville told the North Carolina Education Lottery officials that she meant to purchase tickets for two separate Carolina Cash 5 drawings, you know, for different dates, when she stopped at the Kangaroo Express store in Statesville. But she mistakenly bought two identical tickets for the same Saturday drawing and ended up having to split the $305,046 jackpot with herself. I thought it was for a different draw, she said. I was really amazed. It was really an accident that I played both. I was really shocked. I couldn't believe it. She, of course, won the entire 305,046 jackpot for the Saturday drawing. She held the only two winning tickets, having all the same numbers. So she really screwed herself out of a dollar. Darn. She says those are the numbers she's been using for years, and that is her birthday. Sorry, Miss Gray, this news report chose to put your birth date and your name and your home city out for the entire world to know. So much for Privacy Act information, right? 
This is the Truth Hurts program. Now, I don't know about you, but I can hear just about every single tick, every single tap, every single noise, every single sound in my home. And I know that I can hear the whirring of the ceiling fan, for example, very, very lightly, that little motor whir or the air being moved. I can hear the ticking of the clock in the living room all the way down the hall and into the bedroom. It helps me to sleep. It's a sound I've become accustomed to over my lifetime. I also can hear when the air conditioner kicks on that central unit and when it kicks off. I can hear when someone gets up and walks around, when a door opens or closes, for example, to a bathroom, when a toilet flushes or a sink comes on when someone's washing their hands. You can hear noises unless you're just stone deaf. Tris Wilcher must be stone deaf. She's a woman in Georgia who was investigating what she initially thought was a piece of fuzz on her bedroom floor when she made a startling discovery. 18 snakes under her bed in her Augusta, Georgia home. She said she was in her bedroom in her family's Augusta home when she spotted something that looked like a piece of fuzz on the floor. She told a local television station, Before going to bed, I spotted what I thought was a piece of fuzz on the floor. I went to reach for it and it moved. She says, I may need a cardiologist after this. Wilcher and her husband Max soon discovered that the fuzz was a baby snake and that there were 16 more babies slithering under the bed along with the mama snake. She posted photos of the snake family on Facebook. She says she used a grabber tool to pick up each snake and placed them in a bag. They then released the snakes at a nearby creek. A wildlife trapper who confirmed the reptiles were indeed non-venomous garter snakes visited the home the next day and concluded there were no more serpents inside. I'm sure you would have heard something unless you're just stone deaf. Earlier we spoke about that message in a bottle that was found by a person picking up trash in British Columbia that had been launched some six years earlier. I've got one to beat that. A nine-year-old girl visiting a Hawaii park with her family discovered a message in a bottle that was launched from Japan 37 years earlier. Abby Graham of Kiao was visiting Hawaiian Paradise Park with her parents and with her sister when she found a mud-caked glass bottle on the beach. The parents said they were initially skeptical that the object was anything other than litter. John Graham, the father, said, I thought it was trash. She thought it was treasure. The family took the bottle with them and eventually discovered Abby's suspicions when they discovered a message in the bottle. Abby said, A couple of days later, we opened it up, and it was from Japan. The note in the bottle was authored by Chiba Prefectural Choshi High School Natural Science Club in Japan, printed in English, Spanish, and Japanese. The note read, This bottle was thrown into the sea off the coast of Choshi, Japan in July 1984. The letter asked the finder to get in contact with the club with information including coordinates where the bottle was discovered. It said the bottle was part of an ocean current investigation. The family said they've not yet been able to get in contact with the authors of the message. 
I suggest they call Sting and the band The Police. They may be able to be of assistance. They claim they looked online, but the website is in all Japanese, so they couldn't read anything. Stupid Americans, right? That's what the father said. So we figured we'd just laminate it and send it back to the school at the address they gave us. We figured the people who sent it have got to be 50 to 55 years old by now. It is unclear whether the Natural Science Club is still active at that school. Choshi High School's website does not list the group as being amongst its current clubs, but it does have a regular science club. And that may be all that is needed to make some Japanese former students' lives a little brighter. And especially since the kid didn't just leave the bottle on the beach or throw it in a waste receptacle, rendering the entire experiment useless. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Truth Hurts program without all the politics, hype, and bullshit that we usually have to impart. Sometimes I like to depart from the normal political, religious, socio-economic, and of course racism to bring you some interesting, colorful news. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. This program is produced by Steve Knight Productions in association with the Truth Hurts Program Network at Studio 63 in Bayou Country. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, just turn it off. You probably can't understand the content anyway. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program, copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Network. Mm-hmm.